Shalom Aleichem. Assalamu Aleichem. Namaste. Greetings of peace. Shalom. Salam. This is Harlem University Radio, and I am uh, Naeem Abdurafi, a faculty member of uh, Harlem University looking to be joined by other others who join the faculty and all that they have to do is come on and uh, come on to the show and uh, share some history read some history which is what i'm going to do tonight we'll come on to the show and uh, share with the audience the work you're doing on your memoir so let me first uh, talk about the bright young lady who used to live in the White House who said, they go low, we go high. Now, I translate that uh, into uh, my, wor- my, my worldview uh, into answer evil with good. And uh, Socrates, whom I admire greatly, I firmly believe he was a prophet of God, Socrates said that there is but one evil, and that evil is ignorance. So studying history which is what you and I are doing here is a is a is a good thing it it uh, constitutes uh, going high because if you if you know history you can give good advice you can give sound advice <clears throat> so uh, come on to the show and um, help others uh, learn history Come on and, and share history. Um, uh, share what uh, what complements you know what's being shared at the time. Uh, for example, uh, tonight I'm going to be talking about uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, the uh, the Babylonian or the Neo Babylonian Empire, and uh, uh, and and Ezra. Uh, the prophet and and and, uh, and and Cyrus the Cyrus the second or just Cyrus the great um, so um, you know if if you have some history that uh, you'd like to read that complements um, that the uh, uh, that 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 topic um, the uh, the discussion of, of their era. Uh, then that would be wonderful. And, and what you read certainly does not have to uh, agree with what you hear here. That's that's the idea. Let's 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 see what's out there. Okay. So um, last uh, last week, um, my reading concerned the Persian Empire, the advent of the Persian Empire, and so. 
and that was from the uh, the book uh, 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 on uh, what what is the name? I've forgotten the name of the book, but it's the 1936 uh, textbook on the road to civilization. Um, and so most of the discussion was about uh, about the advent of the Persian Empire. Tonight, I'm going to be reading from Who's Who in the Bible, Aaron to Zophar, um, published in 1994 by the Reader's Digest Association. And what that and, and, and what uh, what we find in that book. <clears throat> are biographical sketches. Um, people um, whom we find in the Bible extracted. You know, it's, um, the, that is the history that is in the Bible is, is extracted and, and organized according to uh, um, people and, um, and, and, and that history is um, and, and, and that history is uh, fact-checked and um, documented and supported by, uh, you know, from sources outside of the Bible. And um, so it's, it's, it, it is, a, it is a, the book is a very good thing. The project was a, was a very good thing because one of the things it, it, it does, and, you know, tonight's reading is an example, is it gives us, Details, you know, of uh, to um, de- details that uh, fill out the uh, you know our secular history, the history that we find uh, in, for example, the textbooks. And, and the other side is that we um, we we we, uh, um, we fill out our uh, understanding of what's in the Bible, what's in, 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 the, uh, in the Old Testament in, in particular, um, by, uh, you know, working the history from the Old Testament, uh, looking at it along with uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the same uh, information coming from, other sources, so it 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 uh, it, it really helps uh, helps uh, uh, us to understand, uh, uh, get something, <laughs> get what we need to get, you know, from from the Bible. Um, so more about that later. So I'm just going to um, start with uh, Nebuchadnezzar or Nebuchadnezzar. Um, this is this is actually Nebuchadnezzar the the second. Um, so for 43 years, 605 to 562 BC, Nebuchadnezzar dominated the Middle East as king of the Neo-Babylonian Chaldean Empire. He was the eldest son of Nabopolassar. Polisar, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, founder of the empire. Early in 605, 
while still crown prince, Nebuchadnezzar led the Babylonian army to a victory over Egypt at Carchemish on the Euphrates River. This victory established Babylonian power throughout Syria and Palestine. But when his father died on August 15, 605, Nebuchadnezzar hurried home to Babylon to lay claim to the throne. He was crowned on September 7th, uh, though officially his reign did not start until the beginning of the next Babylonian year, April 2nd, uh, 604. Uh, and this is BC, uh, when he formally, quote, took the hands, end quote, of the god Bel, B-E-L, probably Baal, B-A-A-L, okay, but his pagan god. Almost immediately, Nebuchadnezzar returned to war. From June to December of 604, he marched into Palestine, reduced King Jehoiakim of Judah to vassal status, attacked Philistia, and destroyed uh, Ashkelon. Over the course of the next 20 years, Nebuchadnezzar was repeatedly involved in campaigns to solidify the Babylonian expansion into Syria and Palestine and to keep Egypt at bay. In December 601, Nebuchadnezzar tried to conquer Egypt itself, but was blocked at the border by the army of Pharaoh Necho, or Necho, N-E-C-O, both sides suffering heavy losses in a major battle. Nebuchadnezzar uh, spent, next, spent two years rebuilding his army and expanding into Arabia. Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim foolishly took this opportunity to rebel against Babylon, hoping for support from Egypt. Nebuchadnezzar waited a year to put down the rebels. During the interval, uh, had his vassals uh, around Judah send raiding parties to harass them. In December 598, Nebuchadnezzar marched against Jerusalem. That same month, Jehoiakim died, possibly by assassination. His 18-year-old heir, uh, Jehoiakim, 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 Jehoiakim is his his son, uh, reigned only three months before surrendering uh, to Nebuchadnezzar on March 16, 597. The book of Jeremiah records that Nebuchadnezzar deported 3,023 Jews to Babylon. These were, quick note, these were Jews in this sense meant inhabitants of Judah, the, uh, the southern kingdom. Um, 
does not refer to uh, uh, adherence to the Torah. So that that comes that that actually comes later. Um, so I'll make that point and 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 leave it. So the, the uh, departed uh, deported three thousand twenty three uh, inhabitants of Judah. Okay, to Babylon. <clears throat> it was the beginning of the so-called Babylonian exile. The captives uh, included Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, and most of the aristocracy of Jerusalem. Babylonian chronicles record that Nebuchadnezzar, after recapturing Jerusalem, quote, appointed in it a new king of his liking, end quote. The new king of Judah was Zedekiah, uh, Jehoiakim's uncle. During the following years, Nebuchadnezzar was engaged in other parts of his empire. A rebellion in Elam in the east, a long siege of the, of the island city of Tyre, campaigns in northern Syria, Meanwhile, Jerusalem again became a hotbed of rebellion, fanned by optimistic prophets who claimed God was about to break the yoke of Babylon. Well, these prophets, these optimistic prophets were not prophets. In in fact, uh, they were uh, Hananiah, I think, is is one. They they were what were called... uh, court prophets. They were soothsayers and, 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 and uh, knowledgeable people, but they were not prophets commissioned, commissioned by God. Okay. So, um, so meanwhile, Jerusalem again became a hotbed of rebellion, fanned by optimistic prophets who claimed God was about to break the yoke of Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah, now here's a prophet commissioned by God. The prophet Jeremiah, who predicted that rebellion against Nebuchadnezzar would bring disaster, was considered a traitor. And of course, Jeremiah's argument was, change your ways. Let's return to God. But uh, the response he got for that was, you're a traitor. Um, When Zedekiah led Judah into open rebellion, Nebuchadnezzar again blockaded Jerusalem, this time for a two-year siege. At the end of this bitter war, in July 587, the Babylonian forces flattened Jerusalem's walls, stripped the temple of all its valuables, and burned it to the ground, set the city afire, and deported 832 more prominent citizens. Um, among these prominent citizens were, maybe maybe at this time or earlier, were people like Daniel, uh, the prophet Daniel. Like the, uh, um, and um, maybe Ezekiel uh, and Ezra himself. Ezra, and we're going to read about Ezra. Okay. In his own land, Nebuchadnezzar was a famous builder. He constructed and uh, uh, constructed 
and beautified dozens of temples across southern Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. He expanded Babylon's fortifications, paved streets, dug canals, and repaired the great uh, ziggurat of Marduk. A ziggurat is a is is a is a temple uh, that was. I mean, they they didn't really. Uh, they, I mean, they they no no longer exist, but they were temples made of constructed with. Uh, increasingly smaller platforms on top of platforms with a, a shrine on the top. Um, uh, I, why don't I spell it? Z-I-G-G-U-R-A-T. And uh, you can uh, Google it and see some pictures. Okay, The great ziggurat of Marduk. Nebuchadnezzar is said to have built the famous hanging gardens of Babylon, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, to remind a princess from Medea, to whom he was married, of her mountainous homeland. Though Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple, in Jewish tradition, he is usually remembered as an instrument God used to punish Judah's apostasy they turned away from the Torah, from the law. And thus he is often treated positively in the Bible. In the book of Daniel, for example, he is portrayed as a wise pagan king who was sometimes deceived by evil counselors, court prophets, for example, (laughs) but was ready to to recognize the superiority of Israel's God. that, that is God. Uh, evil counselors. Okay, so the court prophets are uh, we find in, in Judah. Okay. If you if you more more about Nebuchadnezzar, it, 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 it when you read about him in the book of Daniel, you you get you get you you get the impression, you get the message actually. That you know, at times you know, Nebuchadnezzar turned away from paganism and uh, uh, adopted, at least temporarily, um, the monotheism of, uh, of uh, you know counselors like uh, 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 Daniel. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Cyrus the Second. Oh, I think Cyrus the Great. So, um, King of Persia from 559 to 530 BC, Cyrus permitted the exiled Jews to return from Babylon to Jerusalem, thus fulfilling the prophecy of Jeremiah. Quote, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. And this is in the book of, of Jeremiah. So what has transpired here is is that uh, Persia has uh, conquered the, 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 um, the empire 
of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, but at, at the time of, of, of the conquest, um, Nebuchadnezzar had, had, had passed on, and it was either his son or, or a grandson that lost Babylon to, uh, to Persia. Okay. So the king of Persia from 559 to 530 BC. Cyrus permitted the exiled Jews to return to Bab- uh, return from Babylon to Jerusalem. So um, uh, Babylon, in, in, in this case, is, uh, is is now a part of the Persian Empire. Okay. Um, not the Babylonian Empire. After after uniting all the Persian tribes living in what is now southern Iran, Cyrus moved against the Medes, a closely related group who had established a kingdom powerful enough to have overthrown the Assyrians. And we've, we've discussed the Assyrians. Cyrus himself was half Mede. His mother was the daughter of the Median King Astyages, Astyages, I think, A-S-T-Y-A-G-E-S, Astyages. His father was a vassal to that ruler. In the revolt against his grandfather and overlord, Cyrus allied himself with Babylon and was aided by a turncoat Median army by subsequently uh, okay, but Median army. By subsequently defeating the Medes, Cyrus gained control over much of the land lying within the borders of modern Iran, as well as the Median provinces of Assyria, Mesopotamia, Syria, Armenia, and in Cappadocia. Cyrus next defeated Croesus of Lydia in Asia Minor, a king whose very name has come to symbolize wealth. This victory made Cyrus master of most of Asia Minor and the overlord of the Greek cities on the Aegean coast, setting the stage for Persia's invasion of Greece in the 5th century BC. And we will be reading about that. Cyrus then moved to subjugate all the remaining Iranian tribes to the east, as far as India. In the process, he established the largest empire the world had yet seen, for which he is known as Cyrus the Great. Cyrus's place in the Bible depends on another exploit, his conquest in 539 BC of the Babylonian empire that Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had ruled. Okay, so didn't take it from Nebuchadnezzar himself, as I've said, but either his son or a grandson. Okay. Just a just a matter of looking at the at the numbers. Five thirty nine. Okay. Maybe it's his, I think it was his son. <clears throat> his conquest in five thirty nine BC of the Babylonian Empire that Nebuchadnezzar had ruled. That conquest gave him control of the city of Babylon, where Jerusalem's exiles lived. 
as well as of Jerusalem itself. So not, not just Babylon, but also Jerusalem. It was Cyrus's policy to allow conquered peoples to return to their homelands and resume their local worship. The application of this policy to the Jews is described in Second Chronicles. Quote, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made the proclamation, quote, the Lord has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you of all his people, let him go up. So that's the end of the, uh, the, the proclamation uh, of, of, of Cyrus. And by the way, <clears throat> note that Cyrus himself and if you again if you if you read uh, Daniel Cyrus himself uh, is uh, has been profoundly affected by his uh, exposure to to the Torah uh, at the hands of of, of, uh, of of his counselors people like uh, like Ezra and like Daniel so in obedience to Cyrus's decree, uh, exiled Jews did indeed leave Babylon for Jerusalem. There they began rebuilding the temple. Okay. Ezra. <clears throat> A descendant of Israel's first high priest, Aaron, that is the brother of Moses, Ezra was a, quote, scribe skilled in the law of Moses, end quote. Now, I, I argue with this expression, law of Moses, and I'll, I'll state my argument here. Um, it was not the law of Moses. It was the Torah, the law that had been given to Moses. But um, this is how these, uh, these writers, uh, this is the language they use for whatever reason, and, and we won't talk about their reasons. Um, so this is an Ezra, uh, Ezra 7. A scribe skilled in the law of Moses who lived in exile in Babylon. He was among those Jews who returned to their homeland following the proclamation of King Cyrus of Persia in 538 B.C., probably in advance of Nehemiah. Uh, another well, he was at least a, 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 a companion, a collaborator of Ezra. As to whether or not Nehemiah is a prophet, um, there is doubt, and uh, uh, I have my doubts. <clears throat> but he certainly uh, was involved in the, uh, the rebuilding of the temple in, in uh, in, in, uh, uh, after the exile. Ezra's uh, achievements are recorded in two books of the Bible, Ezra and Nehemiah. So whether or not Nehemiah is a, uh, is a, is a prophet, uh, he, does have a, he does have a book in the Old Testament named after him. 
So two books of the Bible, Ezra uh, and Nehemiah, which originally uh, constituted a single work written sometime around 400 B.C. Uh, Later editors of the Bible divided it and altered the historical chronology. Jewish tradition maintains that it was Ezra himself who composed the book bearing his name, and some modern scholars agree. Others suggest a single author, often referred to as the chronicler, for one and two chronicles, <clears throat> referred to as the another author, uh, referred to as the chronicle uh, for Chronicles 1 and Chronicles 2, as well as for Ezra and Nehemiah. So this the, the scholars uh, uh, attribute uh, the these scholars attribute the the writing of Nehemiah, uh, Ezra, and Chronicles one and Chronicles two to someone they call the chronicler. If the author was not Ezra himself, it is likely that the writer was at least a contemporary of his. <clears throat> Together. The books of Ezra and Nehemiah describe the return of the exiled Jews to the devastated capital of Jerusalem, where, in the face of opposition from the Samaritans, whom the Assyrians had settled north of the city, and from others who were eager to keep the Jews from regaining power, actually they were, okay, the Jews, they started rebuilding the temple. Despite interference, the reconstruction was completed by the year 515 B.C. Okay, so um, the Assyrians uh, deported the Israelites from the northern kingdom, okay, and, uh, and, and uh, uh, settled... Um, those who were not deported, uh, mostly poor people, uh, and who had who had left the Torah really, and and settled them uh, uh, in in uh, a city north of Jerusalem. So th- think about this when you read about the the Good Samaritan in uh, 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 you know in the New Testament that. The good, you know, the, the title suggests that a a a, a good Samaritan is is a strange person. All right. So um, they started rebuilding the temple. Despite interference, the reconstruction was completed by the year 515 B.C. Actually, there were several returns, encompassing several generations. The first was led. Okay, so the the decree was in about 538 or so, right? Uh, But but there were several returns. Um, And Ezra was not in in, in the first. Uh, The first was led by the royal prince, Sheshbazar. A second by his nephew, Zerubbabel, who is credited with the temple's reconstruction. So we so we have here uh, uh, pagans uh, 
reportedly reconstructing uh, the temple in Jerusalem. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm suggesting that they were no longer pagans. Okay. Uh, Ezra's return was one of the later ones, armed with a commission from King uh, Artaxerxes of Persia. Ezra was specifically charged with the task of overseeing the religious conduct of all Israelites, both in Jerusalem and throughout the western province of the Persian Empire. Because there were two kings named Artaxerxes, the first ruling from 465 to 425, and the second, his grandson, ruling from about 404 to 358, fixing a date for Ezra's return is problematic. The best scholarly estimate, however, is that Ezra arrived in Jerusalem sometime around 458 B.C. So the, uh, 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 the edict of, of Cyrus was made again in, in around 538. Okay, so we have Ezra uh, arriving in, in Jerusalem in 458. So that's uh, at least two generations. 458, 40, uh, 70 years. Okay, that's uh, almost three generations. And then Nehemiah reached the city some years later. Whatever the date, Ezra was given permission to receive contributions from Babylonian Jews to support the rebuilt temple and to draw on royal funds as well. <clears throat> Gathering a party of Jews from the surroundings of Babylon and preparing them uh, for their journey with fasting and prayer, Ezra left in April and traveled west during the hot summer months. Although he was traveling during a time of instability in the Persian Empire and feared attacks, on his caravan, he refused to take along a military escort. Employing an escort, he felt, might give the impression that he did not trust God alone to help him. The journey took four months, but once Ezra had arrived in Jerusalem, the former exile set to work carrying out his mission. <clears throat> After handing over the treasure he had brought for the rebuilt temple, Ezra made burnt sacrifices to the Lord, uh, to the Lord, and, and delivered the Persian king's commission to the local governors. But he soon received disturbing news. Forsaking the ethnic purity that had sustained them during their exile, returning Jews had taken pagan wives. Quote, so that the holy race was mixed, uh, has mixed itself with the people of the land, end quote. So we find this in Ezra. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, uh, this race mixing concept is problematic for me. And uh, um, I could talk uh, at some length about it. But I won't. Uh, maybe uh, there's some people listening have uh, something to read, you know, concerning this. Uh, 
Tearing his garments and pulling hair from his head and beard, Ezra slumped to the ground in shock and rose only toward evening to confess the sins of the people. Um, I guess my point is that the men had not actually sinned, not necessarily. Um, They may have married foreign women, but uh, if those women did not uh, retain their devotion to, uh, you know, pagan gods, then there was nothing wrong with that marriage. That's my argument, and that's the argument of, of, of many. And in fact, it was, it was the argument, as we will see, of, of, of many of those uh, <clears throat> Israelites uh, uh, who, who were there with uh, Ezra. Anyway, so let's go on and look at that. As the heavy winter rain fell, the assembled Israelites vowed to put aside their foreign wives, asking, asking uh, for time to do so, since uh, this was not, quote, a work for one day or for two. And we find this in the 10th chapter of Ezra. A few among the assembly uh, refused to go along with, with the reform. Uh, but the book of Ezra ends with a lengthy list of those Israelites, among them priests and Levites, who who agreed to divorce their idolatrous wives and made guilt offerings for their transgression in in marrying them. Um, So the problem here is that foreign does not necessarily suggest Idolatrous. Anyway, maybe somebody else has some information about this issue. Ezra's story is continued in Nehemiah 8 and 9. The scribe had brought along with him from exile a scroll of the law. Um, That scroll that went to exile, I understand, was initially found in, buried uh, in the temple that had been destroyed in Jerusalem, buried by a, a, uh, a priest, Eli. So the scroll went with the exiles to, to Babylon. This was the Torah, or as much of the Torah, of the written Torah as they had. On the first day of the seventh month of Tishri, September, October, Tishri is the Hebrew name of the month, a traditional Israelite day of convocation that Jews still celebrate as Rosh Hashanah, the new year, Ezra was summoned to read the Mosaic Law. Once again, we have that expression, Mosaic Law, and, uh, you know, I argue with that. It is not the law of Moses, it is the law of God delivered by Moses. Okay. To read the Torah before the Israelites who had left their hometowns and, as was traditional, had gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the holiday. Standing on a wooden pulpit above the crowd, 
above the crowd assembled uh, in a public square before the city's water gate, uh, Ezra held up the scroll and read from it from early in the morning until noon. Quote, and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law, end quote. This is in Nehemiah. Ezra, Ezra <coughs> was reading in Hebrew. By then, most of the people were using Aramaic in their daily speech. And Ezra's words had to be translated. Aramaic, by the way, was the language of Jesus. Uh, uh, by then, most of the people were using Aramaic in their daily speech. And Ezra's words had to be translated so that all could understand him. His audience was so moved that they wept on hearing what Ezra read. But Ezra and those assisting him urged them to stop mourning. Quote, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, end quote. And this is in Nehemiah. And so, rejoicing in what they heard, the people celebrated with food and drink. So, uh, we come near to the end, near the end, establishing the Jewish religion. So now, now we have the establishment of what we know today as Judaism, the initial establishment, because there was a reestablishment uh, following the destruction of the temple in 70 AD by the Romans. Establishing the Jewish religion, you know, what we call Judaism. On the following day, the heads of households, the priests, and the Levites joined Ezra for a closer study of the law, of the Torah. From it, the Jews learned that they were commanded to celebrate the Feast of Booths shortly after the New Year. The custom of bringing branches of olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees from the countryside to fashion into booths, B-O-O-T-H-S, in which they could temporarily dwell, had fallen into dis disuse from the time when the Israelites had first entered the promised land, that is, Canaan. <coughs> well, they didn't abandon that practice <laughs> at that time. It was, it was abandoned since that time, um, probably in... Uh, Abandoned certainly in, in in the northern kingdom, and then uh, eventually uh, in in the, in, the, in 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 Judah, in, in in the southern kingdom, as as apostasy began to take hold. Anyway, now it was revived, and every day for the for the seven days that the holiday lasted, Ezra continued to read from his scroll. So there was a lot to read. On the eighth day, he finished his reading, and there was, as the law commanded, a solemn assembly. <clears throat> On the eighth day after Rosh Hashanah, uh, temporary Jew, uh, contemporary Jews still celebrate the completion of the annual reading of the law of the Torah. Two weeks later, at another assembly in Jerusalem, Israelites dressed in sackcloth and standing with dirt on their heads as a sign of mourning, quote, stood 
and confessed their sins, end quote. This is in Nehemiah. Ezra's ceremonies were, in effect, the establishment of the Jewish religion. So again, there's really no Judaism until there is Ezra. And so that's the 5th century. Uh, Prior to that, there was Torah. um, And of course, (laughs) there is still Torah. Okay, let's read this. The establishment of the Jewish religion, in effect, Ezra's ceremonies were, in effect, the establishment of the Jewish religion as it was to be until the destruction of the temples in A.D. 70, that is, uh, by the Romans. After he completed his work, Israel no longer meant merely a group of people united by a common resident or a common descent or even a common devotion to God. Now it came to mean the Jews, a people marked primarily by adherence to the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. So I have another argument. The Torah is certainly more than the first five books of the Bible. Okay. And uh, I have some more arguments, but uh, exile in Babylon had gone a long way toward redefining Israel. Uh, For even without their temple ritual, Israelites had the commandments of the Bible. Uh, We do mean the Torah here. Uh, And again, not just the first five books. But we do find the commandments there, and certainly more than the Ten Commandments. But it was not until Ezra's uh, time that the religion of Judaism was firmly linked to obedience to the law. All right, so we we stop there, and um, you know I've been I've been uh, raising my my arguments throughout, um, and and and, uh, and and really what I'm what I'm responding to is the language used by the writers of Christians for the most part, I believe, um, scholars. Of, this is in, in, in 1994. And uh, they were operating according to the conventional wisdom uh, concerning uh, Jews and Judaism and, and, and in particular, uh, Palestine and, and all of that. So I'm re- reacting to the language, but I really have uh, no problem with the historical uh, outline, and that's what is most uh, uh, meaningful to me. And it is also meaningful to me that, um, as, I, as I said earlier, that the... Um, yeah, uh, 
that what this what this this book um, that I'm using this uh, who's who in the in, in the Bible um, what this brings to us it, that is it it uh, it brings the Old Testament uh, to life so I, I recommend it to you know to everyone um, because the history of, uh, of 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 the Israelites is extremely important to all humanity extremely important we need to know that history along with the history of of Persia of Babylon and Egypt uh, and 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 all and all the other places and civilizations you know uh, in in that have been and and that are so I I hope that I'm possibly no. I hope that I am provoking uh, some some uh, people to join the faculty and 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 bring uh, bring the people some you know some knowledge you know do some reading of history here. But uh, no, I can only hope. We'll, we'll see what happens. So with that, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to check my dashboard to see if I have any co-hosts or any callers and, uh, you know, invite uh, people to, um, uh, you know, to contribute live. Um, And uh, before doing that, uh, as as I do that, I will just uh, uh, thank my listeners and and, uh, refer you to um, Harlem University Radio. Uh, at uh, at blogtalkradio.com and where you'll be able to, you know, listen to um, uh, this and, and previous uh, shows, or 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 at uh, anchor.fm, uh, Blog Talk Radio. I'm, I'm sorry, Harlem University Radio at uh, anchor.fm. And if you go to Anchor, you'll see other podcast platforms uh, to which uh, this show and others and and, and others uh, are being distributed so that, uh, you know, you may find that that a podcast platform you're already using, you know, is, is carrying, is carrying this show. All right. So let me take a look at uh, the dashboard and see if we have anyone here. Well, I see my, let me, give me a second, I have to, all right. I see that my So I am looking. Uh, yeah, please forgive me. I'm, I'm fumbling here. So I just uh, I see Samuel is is with us. Yes, Samuel. I am. Good evening. Hello. Good evening to you. So uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done babbling about uh, Babylon and and and, and other places. Uh, 
So tell me what's on your mind. Do you have any 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 reactions? Uh, any anything to add? Nothing to add quite yet. Uh, no, no, nothing. But it was but, you know I'm very glad I tuned I tuned in today. It was uh, tonight. It was okay. uh, you know I mean I I wish I had the book that I was trying to get uh, that uh-huh. I was going to read tonight, but unfortunately I don't. Uh, anything else to add though? I mean it's uh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. You explained okay, everything okay. quite clearly. Okay, so, yeah. that's good. So you uh, you were able to extract some meaning from the uh, from uh, from my uh, meandering and and and, uh, and and confusion. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I I was able to learn a little something. I mean, you know, a little ah, bit about history. Okay, yeah. all right. I mean, like, I know, yeah, yeah, any kind of, like, broader perspective or point, I kind of have to put that together, but uh, learning Mm -hmm. a bit about the the area, and, you know, especially about Nebuchadnezzar, who is a, you know, he's a, he's a figure who is, he's pop, you know, for lack of a better term, he's popular, he's a popular character, people know about him, so going into, you know, more depth about, you know, his actual involvement during his mm-hmm. reign, it mm-hmm. was it was enlightening, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, I, I found. I'm glad you found it enlightening. <laughs> I hope that's the case with uh, with other listeners. All right. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, um, by the way, um, yes, I have some uh, writing books uh, in my library that uh, I want to, if, if not share with you, give to you, because uh, I understand that you, you know, you, you, you're doing a lot of writing. Right? So keep that in mind, you know, arrange to come by and, and, and grab some of these books. They, these are books about writing. Oh, okay. You, 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 you may found, find, find useful. So, um, you know, make well, me yeah, no, it. for sure, definitely. I appreciate okay. the help. I, All right. Yeah. yeah any education I, on? Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you know, any any uh, education on writing is 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 helpful. You know, because even when you think you've learned everything, there's always some little detail you might have missed or some neat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, perspective mm-hmm. that helps you. So mm-hmm. any kind of book, I'll take a look. I'll take a look yeah. for sure. I, I have a bunch of style manuals. I certainly don't need them all. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, and and some other things I, I think you'll, you'll find useful given, you know, uh, the kind of things that you're involved in. All right. right. So are we ready to just sign off and, and uh, say goodbye to each other and, and to our listeners? I suppose so, yes. I suppose so. Okay. In that case, Shalom Aleikum, Assalamu Aleikum, Shalom, Salam, so long. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Assalamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa rahmatullah.